Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Black Panther is outpacing every other superhero movie ever in pre-sales before it has even come out. Kevin Feige has something to say about uh, X-Men and the Avengers in Marvel in uh, Cinematic Universe form. And we're going to talk about what you think about the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer that just dropped. Ooh, all that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, I'm excited, brother. Why are you so excited, Matt? Because my album came out yesterday. That's awesome. I'm really, really excited. I've already listened to it 500 times on Google Play Music. (laughs) I worked worked on this album for years and years and years. I've been working on it for years, really, writing. But for the last 12, 13 months, I've been eating, sleeping, and breathing this album. My girlfriend is so tired of it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> she's she's super sweet and the best. But um, no, we're uh, just. She, does she set your heart on fire? <laughs> Please stay away. Uh, and actually, <laughs> you know uh, what I'm gonna do? Uh, the the video for Heart on Fire, my first single on the new album, just came out as well. And I'm gonna play that at the end of the podcast. So if you will stick around, instead of our normal uh, music, there's gonna be. Uh, a, a, we're going to play Heart on Fire at the end. Uh, so you guys can hear the music without even having to go anywhere else. It's just right here. Right here on the on the on on your ever, your regularly scheduled podcast. Are you going to um, do a new episode every week? Or, I'm sorry, a new song every week? Um, You know, I could. Uh, we'll talk about it. I don't mind. I don't, I'd love to share the, the whole <laughs> album with you guys. Um, but I figure maybe I won't bother. Maybe, maybe we'll just do every news episode Let's or whatever. See. Let's see how uh, how initial feedback is. On yeah, it. if everybody's like, please don't ever play a song on the podcast again, then I won't. But if everyone's like, hey, do that, play more, uh, then yeah, hey, sure, why hey, not? Matt, I like your music. There's do also a Matthew Carroll podcast, which we just started uploading to Blog Talk. It's up on Blog Talk now, but we're trying to get it on iTunes, and I will let everybody know as soon as it hits iTunes and Stitcher and all the other places that you know podcasts go. So... Uh, that'll be coming the Matthew Carroll podcast, and we're just gonna be talking about the album and and the process of making art. My buddy Spencer is an artist, and we just kind of like talk about art in general and art specifically the album. It's gonna be fun. So anyway, all that's happening, and I won't bother you with it anymore until the end of the podcast, where I'm gonna play Heart on Fire and hope you like it. So let's get into the news, my friend. <laughs> all right, sir. Well, uh, the big thing that we're going to be talking about for like the next month is Black Panther. Like, yeah, let's be are. real. Yeah, we are. Black Panther's coming out in February. Ow! And oh my god, it, like they they've already lifted the social media embargo, and um, the full review embargo lifts on uh, February sixth at twelve p.m. Eastern, and the movie doesn't come out for another ten days after that. They're they're they're. Uh, they're allowing people to put their full reviews online for the movie 10 days before it starts. Like, that is some brass balls, Marvel. Yeah, that's that's some balls. I, you know, we we have movies that they don't lift the embargoes till like, the day after it's out and stuff. So this is, uh, <laughs> I mean, there really have been that. And um, I'm not going to name any other superhero companies that have done things like that. But there have been things. Um, <laughs> I mean... They're already on on track for a over a hundred million dollar opening. Oh, dude! Which, I think it's you know, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna destroy a hundred million. I mean, th- yeah, easily. This is going easily. to really really kill it. Um, 
Now, Fandango has said that uh, as far as um, like pre-sales, that Black Panther is already outpacing every other superhero movie ever. Like at first, it was just like it's it's outdone Civil War as far as like pacing, but now it's just like everything else. Everything else is in the dust. Wow, that's crazy. And I mean, Civil War was basically Avengers 2.5. Let's be real. Yeah. Like, there were so many oh, big faces oh, for sure. in there to see. Uh, the thing, the that, thing about you know, it is... That had a lot of pull. The thing about it is, the whole pre-sale thing, yes, it's, it's, it is something to look at. But I've, I've noticed over the years, two things we always see more of. It ha- it, 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 the, the record is set every year on pre-sales... And it is set every year through Fandango pre-sales, and it's also set every year on the most YouTube watches of the trailer. And yeah. I think that is virtue of the technology getting better and more people pre-ordering. More accessible. Yeah, like I don't think that's necessarily always going to be an indicator of success of the movie. I mean, obviously it's going to be successful, but I don't think it necessarily means it's going to be bigger than Civil War. Oh, but I just God. think this one's going to be because of the, the cultural moment that it is going to be. Uh, oh, and yeah. we're two yeah. white dudes talking about this, but um, from every every you know, uh, <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and YouTube channels, and and black people that I hear talking about this movie are very excited, and not just nerdy ones. I was watching uh, Seth Meyers uh, last night. And not to say she's not a nerdy girl, I don't really know her, but this is Seth Meyers. You know, it's just a late night show. It's not like like Fat Man on Batman. I expect Mark Bernardin to be excited about Black Panther. But like, uh, I was watching uh, Seth Meyers, and there's a segment he always has, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's a black staff member of his. It's this girl. She always comes on and does her her segments called What. And she'll she'll just say what in a different way after she says every story, and that's her commentary <laughs> on the story. Ah. It's really really funny because she'll just she just says what in a thousand different ways that denote what how she feels about that story. <laughs> so it's it's really good, but uh, it shows the versatility of the word. She got to Black Panther, and uh, she said something like, "Black Panther comes out in two weeks." And all the black people were like, what time? What theater? What da 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 And that was her what for that. Like, she's, and that's just, I don't know, that's like not a nerdy show, really. Like, it's not, at least that's not what it, it's not a geek culture show. And it's like just a regular night, late night show. And they're talking about how excited black people are to see this movie. <laughs> um, and I just think, we, we had that story last week we talked about where there's a man in New York who bought who is raising money to buy tickets for uh, kids in Harlem to go see it because he wanted them to be able to see a superhero that looked like them. Like, That's amazing. It's just awesome. It's just people are... The cultural moment is not lost, and I think a lot of people are going to go see it. And it's going to it's gonna, it's gonna do great in theaters because of the cultural nature of the thing. But it's also just the MCU, which already you get close to $100 million just by being <laughs> in the MCU. Yeah, and and, like, and it's gonna have legs too. And Black Panther's a badass. Yeah, for sure. Um, he he appeared in in Civil War. Everyone loved him. He's one of the favorite parts of Civil War. Spider Man and Black Panther were introduced in that movie, and I liked Black Panther more. Like Spider Man was great, Ooh. but I liked Black Panther more. Um, his 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 character at the end of the movie, he has the best arc in the whole thing. Like 
Even yeah, though he's he in it so little, he has this wonderful emotional arc about the death of his father and forgiveness and oh man, he like I'm I'm, thinking, I'm getting chills with you talking me about too. this, Matt. I am getting chills <laughs> and teary-eyed thinking about when he stops um oh gosh. Von Zemo. Zemo, sorry, yeah. When he stops Zemo from killing himself in Civil War. The living are not yet through with you. Oh. Yeah, it's such yeah. a great moment, and like I know, <laughs> like I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about it. And then the fact that Ryan Coogler is is directing it, I know this thing is going to have legs. I mean, Creed killed it, and, and Michael Station's B. Jordan amazing. is going to be in Michael it. Michael B. Jordan is is uh, Forrest Whitaker, like <laughs> Michonne from Walking Dead. I don't know her real name. Denai Guerrero. That's right. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> and Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Or, oh sorry. man, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Uh, I just just so many good actresses actors and actresses in this movie. And like not to mention his mom. Um oh god, what is her name? I'm not sure. Don't know who's playing his mom. But damn it. There's just the the talent behind this movie is All-Star cast. Uh the talent all-star Yeah, cast. the talent behind this movie Sorry. is ridiculous. Um and, and of course like <laughs> that's not even talking about that's just talking about the Wakandans. We've also got like uh, Martin Freeman in it, and uh, who's been in some of the biggest movies of all time in the last few years, um, and we've got uh, uh, um, Angela Bassett. That's who it okay. was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Sorry. Um, and then we've got uh, Gollum. Andy Circus. <laughs> Andy Circus yeah. is his name. I think his name's Gollum. U- Ulysses Claw <laughs> is coming back uh, from freaking Avengers: Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's just just exciting. Just. Darn exciting! Um, <laughs> having like the care the, the the excitement for me as an MCU fan is one thing, but I just think the entire country is excited about this movie and for different reasons, and it just looks awesome. I think the world is excited about this. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna do numbers that I don't think anyone's expecting. I I've heard some people talk about like 150 million on opening weekend and stuff. I don't know, Ooh, man, but I don't I don't underestimate it. I, I really like, don't. I, I could see it hitting 150. I could see this thing outselling like the the entirety of the uh the MCU, you know, like uh, in every other MCU movie. I could see this doing Avengers numbers. Oh, that's 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 big. That's that's some <laughs> that's I, a, I know. It's a tall drink of water to to I know. to try to No go other with. solo movie's done that, but uh, I, Civil War may have gotten close to the Avengers numbers, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I don't have it all in front of me. But yeah, this is. I think they did. This is going to be. But that wasn't really a solo film. <laughs> this yeah. this is like this seems like it's really going to be a solo film, with the exception of having Bucky in there, possibly. I you know honestly I don't think that they're going to have Bucky. You don't think I don't so? think that Bucky's going to come up. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I think maybe it'll be in a post-credit sequence. He, I doubt he'll be like a, a partner of Black Panthers in there or whatever. Um, yeah, I just I think that he's going to be asleep the whole time. He might show up in like the post-credits. Yeah, I just, I don't think that they're gonna they're gonna touch on him. Cool, man, super let excited. Me, me what else we got? What is this thing about Feige? I, I'm really interested. <laughs> well, uh, Feige has, by the way, uh, has mentioned. By the way, most of the time I don't read about the stories. Uh, I just let Jeff tell me the news on the cast, so I can have a genuine reaction. Also, <laughs> he, he wants to react I'm, with you. I'm guys. lazy. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> well, uh, there's these 
there's these other reactions that we need to talk about, man. Like since the the social media embargo has lifted, Black Panther has been getting like universally raving reviews. Oh yeah, like top five all time Marvel movie, easy. More later from Brian Truitt. Uh, Geeks of color on Twitter said Black Panther is the best MCU movie ever. I was blown away from start to finish. I'm not even being biased. This was by far the best Marvel movie to date. Thank you, Ryan Coogler. Mm. That's awesome. And the the major buzzwords that they're using are stunning, iconic performances, a real story. Um, you know, all the, the espionage in it is just, it's perfect. Like, everything about it is perfect. And I'm so, I'm so excited about this. Like... Black Panther is such a badass. And then, you know, I was I was really worried that uh that the oh, what was his name? The guy that was uh Korath the Pursuer in Guardians of the Galaxy. That guy who I cannot remember his name for some reason. Um when he got cast as Korath in that movie and I heard about it, I was like, "No! Why? He was the voice of Black Panther in the animated Black Panther series." Like, why are you taking him away from that role that he would be perfect for? Mm. And I was so sad about that. And then when Chadwick Boseman came out as as Black Panther, like, they showed him as Black Panther. I'm like, okay, well, he kind of looks the part. You know, that, you, I haven't really seen anything else he's been in, but you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's going to be okay. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. He crushed my expectations. Yeah, it's so funny how you get that. You see someone in, 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 in a different setting like that in a... In a, uh, in, in a in a voiceover role, and in you, it's 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 just a totally different world, you know. Yeah, and you know it's sometimes with voice actors, it's like oh, they obviously don't look the part. That's why they're a voice actor. But that guy looks like him. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he's he is he's cut. He was in Gladiator. Like he was the best friend in Gladiator. The like the only person who survived. Anyway, anyway, so this this Feige news that you're that you're so interested in, yeah, uh, Kevin Feige has uh, has mentioned recently in an interview that uh, the the way that he found out about the Disney Fox deal, of, you know, getting all the Marvel properties and everything, uh, the way that he found out about it was just like the rest of us oh, on the internet. Wow, yeah, I yeah, he said can't believe that's crazy. Yep. I thought that he said that, that he'd be a huge was, part of finding out about it. He said that that deal was certainly above my pay grade, quote unquote. Uh, he said there's been no communication. We're not, or I'm sorry, the truth of the matter is, I understand it, is uh, the deal has to be figured out. There's been no communication. We're not thinking about it. We're focusing on everything we've already announced. If and when the deal actually happens, we'll start to think more about it. Until then, we have a lot to do. He said, I think about it through 2019, through the movies we've already shot or are about to start filming. I'm hoping to deliver on everything we've promised thus far. Yeah, so you better. it's not really time to think about crossovers just yet. We can, we can fan cast all we want about it, but uh, the deal hasn't even happened yet. So they're waiting until the deal finalizes before they pull the trigger on anything. Yeah. I I figured that's the case, but I I don't really believe that they're not thinking about it. <laughs> like I know they've got a lot to do, but man, you know they're thinking about it. <laughs> they've got to be. They got to be. Oh yeah. You can't be not thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh 
It's kind of sad, but it's also understandable, you know, you gotta focus on what's in front of you. And right now, Black Panther's in front of us. And then Infinity War in like three months. Three months, Matt. That's insane. Crazy. That's really insane. And then two months after that, we get Ant-Man and the Wasp. And somewhere in all of that, like three weeks after Infinity War, Deadpool 2 comes out. Yeah, that's insane, man. Get out of town. It's the greatest year in cinematic universe history. (laughs) All of the cinematic universes. Oh, man. But then, really disappointing, really sad, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait from July to February to get Captain Marvel. July to February. Wow. That is a long that's a long wait given how we're what we're used to these days. <laughs> right? We've been used like to usually usually the last movie for the year comes out in uh November. Yeah, but we're being spoiled right now because we got a November one and then a February one right after it. So they're just doing that shift. I want, man, I wish I, f- I feel like they were gonna announce a November movie. They should. You think so? No, probably not. But they should. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's way too late to be started on a, on a November movie. I mean, unless it's been kept secret, but I'm always wanting to do something like that. I'm always wanting, like, some weird, like, you know, uh, like, they didn't tell anyone, but it's going to be an Avengers movie that, you know, like I talked about a couple weeks ago, like a, like a... Oh, the behind the scenes movie? Or a, like a, like a, you know, a non-action oriented, like... Avengers movie where there's just a lot of talking and interacting among the Avengers, like, and that that just suddenly comes out without any warning, like that'd be amazing. Yeah, like Animal House, but uh, Avengers, Avengers House. <laughs> I don't know about Animal House. That's a weird pull. It's, what do you mean? Uh, I don't know. It's just them hanging out for like the whole movie, right? I, I, I guess saying Animal House, getting into shenanigans, like a big party movie. I guess, I guess I guess they'd be partying. I mean, what else do you do when you're not avenging? Right. Like what? What do you honestly think Tony Stark does all day when he's not avenging? Yeah. Okay, Animal House. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like Toga, Toga, and then Thor's the one that uh, that downs the entire bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Jack Daniels. Whew. Or that yeah, Asgardian was... stuff. <laughs> this is not for mortal men. <laughs> And then Stanley's like, Excelsior. That was so good. Dragged out. Yeah, I really want that movie to happen. Like, thinking back on it, we had a good conversation about that. I really want that movie to happen. Yeah, me too. That would be be really fun. So, um, it's really all the the news that was worth talking about. Um, Yeah, I mean, the the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer came out. Um, We got a little bit of feedback about that. Alright, so Rick Story said to us on Twitter, Hey, at MCUcast, Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer is here, and it's glorious! Stop what you're doing and talk about it! Now! We did that! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... right before we were recording it, I uh, I took a picture, took a selfie of me behind the microphone, and we're just like, funny you should mention that! <laughs> we did it, And in we the background, it. I noticed that my uh, my Marvel characters poster is uh, is hanging on the wall. Nice. Yeah, I like that one. That's a good one. I'm so, I'm very happy that one made it through the move. <laughs> anyway, um, 
And somebody else replied to him. Adam Perry replied to him saying, so keen for more Michael Douglas as Pym again. Me too. And Right? Like, Michael Douglas is just golden as Hank Pym. I really, really, really love uh, Paul Rudd. Like, I, he's, he's one of my favorite comedic actors. Um, but, man, I think I'm more excited about Michael Douglas in this movie just because the Hank Pym of it all. Like, having him as a part of the universe. <laughs> I don't know. It's just cool. Yeah. He's just such a bigger deal than just being Ant-Man. Like, I want to see him, like, flourish as Hank Pym. Like, and there's a lot of talk about who we might lose in these coming films. And if one of those people ends up being Ant-Man, I mean, I'm sorry, Iron Man, um, I would love to see Hank Pym step in as that like inventor, you know, uh, now oh, we, yeah. we, we also have, of course, uh, <gasps> like, uh, of course they have, um, Banner as well, but he's not so much the tech guy as the biology guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Hank Pym in comics led, Avengers Academy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I could just see him stepping into that kind of role if 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 uh, if Iron Man ends up going down, and that would be cool. Yeah. Well, they um, Feige has said that after Infinity War, it's going to be a whole new Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like the the universe is going to look very different. So it would make sense to me that uh, Hank Pym could step in and you know teach the next generation of heroes how to hero. <laughs> yeah. And like a, like a Breakfast Club style movie. Yeah, totally. That would be cool. <laughs> Breakfast Club style. That, that's more, Breakfast Club style is more what I'm talking about uh, than a Animal House movie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I like Animal House more. <laughs> For those, uh, those fun shenanigans. Uh, let's see, Thomas McNeil said to us, Hey guys, sorry for the confusion. My question below, which you guys read on the cast, was in regards to the 100th episode, which I had had in the subject line, but maybe you didn't see it. Right. Uh, he was talking about, uh, we, we talked about last week, it being a game changer. And I thought, oh, yeah. we, we, because we were talking about uh, Infinity War, we thought he was talking about Infinity War, but uh, he was talking about the 100th episode being a game changer of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, that is interesting. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know, maybe that one ties in with something? Mm, I think it's sooner than that. I'm not sure when it is, but I think it's really soon. Well, uh, Jessica Jones comes out in March. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, but I don't know that that would really make a game-changing... I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. That, that we'll see. Not necessarily make a game-changing... It's well, like, the hundred the 100th episode is going to be uh, March 9th, if I recall correctly. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be released March 9th. So after this little month break we get. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Hmm. What could be happening around then? Well, I don't know that it has to be what's happening around then. I just think it's going to be something no, in the plot. things have to change. line up. It's got to be... <laughs> It's got to be something. Inhumans is not a thing that we're thinking about. Maybe the Inhumans uh, will be in the Olympics. Get out. That, w- that <laughs> would be a game changer. The humans are real. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. Then the, uh, the music starts playing from the opening of the Inhumans, where it's kind of like, oh, this might be hopeful, and then it's just not very good at all. 
<laughs> it's like, oh, it's just disappointing. All right, uh, <laughs> they're bronze medalists. Just very disappointed. Um, Joe Ketchum said to us on Facebook, uh, I was so excited to hear Matthew is still listening to quote-unquote guilty. Still have to get you on to talk about something, man. I agree. I would love to be on quote-unquote guilty. Uh, they're a great show. And... Yeah, so check them out. "Quote unquote guilty." They they're the they're the only guilty pleasure podcast with uh, quotes right in the name. I think is their <laughs> with quotations right in the name, or so that's their catchphrase or whatever. Uh, it's a good show. They just talk about a guilty pleasure movie or show every week. And yep. I, I have enjoyed it. I was on there for an episode about you talk Battlefield about? Earth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think I have a movie that I could do. Um, that nobody else likes and only I like. So I guess it's a guilty pleasure in that sense. I don't feel guilty about it, but I guess no one else likes it. So what's, what's that? Uh, um, a life less ordinary. I've never heard of that. It's, it's just a movie I like a lot. <laughs> and every, I've even like, like I just like it a lot. And so I've showed it to people and no one ever likes it. And no one knows. Yeah. It. yeah it's, I just really like that movie. <laughs> hmm. It's good. It's good. Check it out. No. I probably wouldn't like Come it. Come on, man. It's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, if Sony slash Amy Pascal managed to screw up Spider-Man through Venom and Silver and Black, I think Marvel should kill off Peter Parker and Spider-Man too. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't punish, think they can punish contractually Sony. do that. Yeah, but who can stop them? That's fair. <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Put him in Venom? We've already shunned him. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh no they're gonna go marvel zombies route <laughs> yeah it does. they're so desperate to make their make their spidey cinematic universe work that they're like how about zombie spidey <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh god that would be awful just you, uh, people just need to trust feige and let yeah, him let just... him t- teach you how to make a cinematic universe work right just watch him at the helm for a little bit, you know, like 10 years, and then maybe you'll understand it. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, <laughs> all right, we got two completely contradictory uh, pieces of feedback here. This is Nathaniel Muzzy versus Nerdy Tastic. Go! Nathaniel Muzzy says Jeff Adams Ucast nailed the thing casting with Seth Rogen. Ooh. Nailed Nerdy Tastic. Says Adams, you cast. I was all on board with your FF4 movie until the Seth Rogen idea. Not a fan of his or his movies. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just love the. I love that uh, one person's like, "This is so good, I have to comment on it." And one person's like, "I was all in until you said that." That <laughs> until just shows that one thing. You can't ever make everyone happy on the internet. Um, yeah, but I, uh, I, I. The more I think about it, the more I like the Seth Rogen as as, as thing. Um, well, I think we've had uh, we've had more people talk about how Seth Rogen is a great idea, yeah, in in other channels. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. It may be in uh, in comments on things. <clears throat> gotcha. Uh, Rashida goes. I guess you know what? <coughs> I'm not sure how to pronounce that name absolutely perfect, but I do know how to pronounce at Cheetah Girl XO. Yeah, I'm sorry, at Cheetah underscore Girl underscore XO. Yeah. I've been feeling so empty lately, and having podcasts in my life where people talk about their own issues, awkward situations, always help me through these tough times. Smiley face emoji, love you. You oh. know what? We love you too. 
Thank you very much, Rashida. That really, uh, that is super touching. I <laughs> am glad we can be here. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like, I, uh, my podcasts are often like my friends because I don't always get to spend a lot of time with my close friends, and a lot of times just like listening to podcasts is like spending time with my close friends, which is maybe. Maybe that's a problem, but I don't know. But I'm the same way. So, <laughs> no, it's cool, man. People like spending time with us, even if it's only through our voice. And oh, if yeah. you know, if they wanted to call me, I'd talk to them. But you know, I'm not gonna put my phone number on the internet like that. I do it all the time. <laughs> What's your phone number? Is it eight six seven five three zero nine nine? Uh, if people want to find my phone number online, they probably can. It's it's all over the place because oh, yeah, of all my like cover bands and booking and, and doing this and yeah. singing telegrams and oh the singing telegrams. Yeah, man. my my phone number is all over the internet. So if anyone <laughs> so cares look up enough, Matt's number. Look at me up. Text him. He'll shoot, probably shoot give you my text. number. Oh yeah, I'll totally. If anyone texts me, I will totally give you Jeff's number. No. <laughs> <laughs> But, do it, do but at least they got to work for it, Jeff. They got to find me, text me, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. You'll you're you're gonna vet everybody that you send my way. Right? No, definitely not. <laughs> no, not vetting. in the slightest. <laughs> They're just going straight on through. <laughs> <laughs> this funnel has two open ends. Effie uh, O'Felder said to us on Twitter. Adams, you cast. I forgot which one of you was the weightlifting guy. Hey, that's that's me. That's Jeff. And who thought cardio was a faster way to lose weight? But the latter one is very wrong and should get back to squatting these last hundred days. Smiley face emoji. That might be a winky face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Do some squats, Matt. Get oh, on yeah. it. I, w- I will. Right now. No. I'm okay. podcasting right now. I'll squat while podcasting. Mm, okay. It's gonna sound really weird. With, yeah, the, with the, the audio microphone going like all over the place. Microphone will make a lot of noise. We have to keep moving up and down like that. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna lift the stand with me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Cameron Ramos said to us, "Guys, I absolutely love the podcast." Well, thank you. I just saw the trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp, and holy cow, it looks amazing! All caps. I haven't seen the first Ant-Man in a bit, and this trailer reminded me once again why I love the first one so much. It looks super funny, and Hope looks like an absolute badass. She's the perfect counterpart for Scott, in my opinion, and I hope we get to see her in the costume for a bit in Infinity War. I can't wait to see the new ways that they use the tech in this movie. I laughed hysterically when Hope used the enlarger to throw the Pez dispenser at the guy on the motorcycle. (laughs) Anyway, you guys rock and can't wait for more of the MCU cast. (laughs) I, I love when she throws the Pez dispenser... I love that it's that moment, but I kind of wish it had been Scott, because it, it feels like she would have her stuff together more. Like, she would have something already ready to throw. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It seems like a Scott move to throw a Pez dispenser. Yeah, she wouldn't find just a random shit thing in the back of a van and yeah. chuck it at somebody. I guess maybe she's in a real tight situation, which I guess she must be. Yeah, I mean, if you're using a Pez dispenser as a weapon, you're in a real tough spot. Or you're Scott Lang. Because Scott Lang, oh, yeah. I just feel like, is always, always on the edge of, you know, falling apart. <laughs> Throw it at this. Oh, man, I thought it was a water truck. <laughs> he was in a tight spot there. But, you know, he enlarged out of it, right? Yeah. Everything worked out fine. Totally. <laughs> 
All right. Ashley Coffin said to us, I have total trust in Tom Hardy. I know he is really picky with his movies, and I love him in everything he is in. Okay, spoiler alert in three, two, one. Michelle Williams' character and Wei Ying kind of shows what their storyline is going to be and which comic line they're going to do. I won't spoil anything, really, but any reading up on who she is will tell what the outline of the plot will most likely be. Uh, what she's talking about right there is that they're going with the Venom Lethal Protector storyline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about my, that. My, my only rebuttal to Ashley's uh, uh, analysis here is Tom Hardy is great in everything he's in, and most of his movies are really good, but he was in The Dark Knight Rises. Ooh, snap a dude. Like, Shots fired. So his only superhero movie up till now was was kind of a shit show. Uh, he is mostly great in everything, but that is a that's that's like a big that's, that's a big, a big blotch on your record on his resume. There, uh, she continues. Also, Dark Phoenix is revving up to be one of the best. New director Hans Zimmer is doing the score, and new cast Jessica Chastain. The entire Phoenix saga is my absolute favorite, so I'm nervous as hell that they're going to destroy it. But somehow I'm always hopeful. I read that a major character is going to die within the first 20 minutes. Fingers crossed it's Mystique, because why is she a good guy? <laughs> uh, she continues saying, uh, Will we get to start talking about the X-Men movies since they'll soon be or are a part of the MCU now? Uh, no, we will not, because that deal hasn't gone through and won't go through for like another year. It depends, you know. Depends on what they do, what they what they what they announce. Yeah, I mean, we'll still talk about it, but it won't be like our major focus, probably. Yeah, until I. But you know, we we've always talked about them a little bit when they come out. You yeah. you never see them. I always talk about them a little bit. I just I, you know, Days of Future Past broke me for them. Like I was, I was excited when the first one came out. I was stoked when the second one came out. And then The Last Stand came out, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be aww. And then they went back to first class, and I didn't see it when it came, when it came out because I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. But then somebody told me to watch it, and I watched it, and I was like, God, I have to turn my brain off. Like All of the X-Men knowledge that I have has to go out the door for this to work. But when I do that, it works. Yeah, first class was and pretty then, good. And then I watched Days of Future Past, and I couldn't set it aside. I was just like, God, yeah. why? It's like all the movies in the in in the run of X Men movies, maybe The Last Stand being the exception, uh, are not bad, but they're they're just so inconsistent, and yeah, you, the, and the the timeline is so effed up. And Logan is amazing. Deadpool's amazing. Um, yeah, I still haven't seen Logan, unfortunately. Oh man, it's great. It's really like good. I, I just I really want to see it, but it's so hard to find the time to just sit down and watch a movie. Yeah, and you it's know, one you really want to sit not down and doing, enjoy. Yeah, like I I need to set aside the time to where I'm not going to be doing anything else. I'm not going to be thinking about anything. I'm not going to be playing on my phone. I'm not going to be checking emails for work. You know, I'm not going to be working on updates for the weekend or something like that. Like I just need to set time aside to watch it. Yeah. And that's really hard to do right now. Gotcha. Uh, so let's see. Uh, 
Ashley finishes saying, so my Infinity War review, we all know Scarlet Witch and Vision get together in the comics. I think they're in hiding together like the rest of Cap's Civil War group in all different parts of the world. Uh, That is when the Black Order is going to be going after all the different stones and Cap and Widow will show up to help try and save Vision so maybe he won't die right then and there. Scarlet Witch looks very relieved to see them. I think that as Proxima... Uh, throwing the spear, but if you look when they're taking Vision's stone, the same spear that is thrown is in the hands of whoever is behind uh, Glavis. Uh, I think she means Corvus Glaive. Right. But yeah, that same spear is there in the background, like behind Vision's head. Um, she said, then Black Widow uses that same spear to impale someone, uh, but it is the scene where they're saving Vision and Wanda. And that is 100% banner in the Hulkbuster. As we saw in Ragnarok, he's scared to keep turning into Hulk because he's losing control. So I could see him wearing Veronica then inevitably having to Hulk out. Yeah. Maybe. That all, Maybe. That all sounds like good, good, good suppositions in there. <laughs> You've got good theories. You've got a good head on your shoulders. <laughs> keep going like that and you'll go places. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying Who to say this here. Character? Who is this character you're talking about? I don't know, man. What does I, Levi have to say? I've got, I've got all the characters stored in my head. At Levi of Birdie says, At Marvel, just finished Runaway Season 1, and thank you. That's my favorite comic, and they didn't let me down. At MCU Cast, great cast reviewing it also. Hey, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, Levi. Love you, too. Wink. Uh, Finley Thompson said to us on Twitter, <clears throat> they all flew up to watch Mayor on a private plane. Uh, there was loads of vids of them all at the time uh, showing an Instagram link. Oh, this is talking about the three to... actors who were flying yeah. up, flying somewhere from three different Marvel shows, all hanging out and flying somewhere. Still makes me feel like maybe they've uh, there's something happening. Yeah, I really think that uh, that was just them being buddies but right. like what what puts them in that kind of situation to be buddies other than being marvel people right and you know just being marvel people they also they might just know each other but uh yep. it does seem like maybe a crossover in the works or yep. being discussed or being worked on who knows it would be awesome if they all showed up if the runaways showed up in an episode of shield that'd be so good oh man what if that's the game changer I don't think that's. A if, game. I think the game changer is going to be something within the show. I don't think it has anything to do with a crossover. No. What would like, a crossover change? The, with, uh, no. The the flash. The, the uh, God. <laughs> that's not visions gonna... of the future. The visions of the future. Victor Stein is all caught up in in wanting to like affect time travel, and the agents of Shield are doing that right now. They saw. Uh, Los Angeles crumbling into the ground in right. that in in the in the viewfinder uh, of the future, but like that never happened in the season. So like that's still up in the air. That's Quake. Quake is doing that. I doubt it. Nah, it's gotta be. Highly doubt it. It's gotta be. Uh, I definitely, I definitely don't think that's a game changer for the show. Like, no, it's I, a, game a game changer. changer for the show means something big happens on the show that changes it for future seasons or future whatever. Um, I think yeah. I think we're gonna have people die. Possibly, I just don't think a crossover. And honestly, the hundredth episode of a show is the worst time to have a crossover because you want to focus on your main characters and give them their due. It's their hundred. It's their hundredth episode. 
Um, a crossover you can do anytime. <laughs> yeah. Like, this doesn't belong to you, Runaways. Get yeah. out of here. This isn't, this isn't the Runaways show. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. Uh, RPRP said to us in an email. Oh, this is a long one. Uh, yeah, we're going to take this <laughs> in said, chunks. Yeah. He said, finally, I'm caught up. All caps. I think he means with the cast. Yeah, because he was going back and listening to literally everything we've ever yeah, that's said. Crazy RPRP. <laughs> Good on you. Glad you're caught up, though. It's, like it's awesome. 250 plus episodes. Like, holy crap. It's a lot. Uh, it's going to be so weird going from having you guys in my ears all the time to just once a week, but I'll try to survive. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about that. Like, <clears throat> yeah, if he's listened to us, if he's caught up you know, over the last couple of months or whatever, that's a lot of just like constantly hearing us uh thank you rp i really that like that honestly touches me that you like the show enough to listen to it that much that's very sweet thank you (laughs) uh he continues okay thoughts on recent mcu things thor ragnarok loved it people have said it was too funny but i thought it was a great commentary on humor as a coping mechanism in the span of not even a day, he loses both his father and his hammer, learns his brother has faked his death again, finds out he has a sister who is basically the most evil force that he's ever faced, and gets sold into slavery. Add all that to a breakup that probably wasn't as mutual as he assured Loki, and the fact that he spent two years looking for Infinity Stones and didn't find anything whatsoever, and it's not hard to see how someone's personality might change slightly. Uh, speaking of Infinity Stones, leave it to Thor to look for these important things for two years and then set fire to the one place where he knows one of them is safe and not give a single thought about it. I'm sure Loki's intentions with the Tesseract aren't great, but at least he had the sense to grab it before they destroyed literally the entire planet it was on. <laughs> Besides that gripe, I love the movie so much, and I hope they bring uh, Taika back, possibly in a Valkyrie movie. Oh, <clears throat> a Valkyrie movie is such a good idea. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be really, really cool. That's a really good idea. I like oh, it. Good idea. Yeah. RPRP. Uh, speaking of which, he continues, uh, I would have loved to uh, a Black Widow movie about five years ago, but now I can't say that I'm all that excited for one. We've seen her arc over the handful of movies that she's been in, and I would love a Valkyrie movie or a Shuri movie so much more. Maybe an origin story involving Hawkeye would work, but again, it would have to—it would have been more welcome in Phase Two. Uh, plus, 20th Century Fox is already making that movie. Seriously, do me a favor and go watch the trailer for Red Sparrow and tell me that isn't the Black Widow movie we've been missing, but made by a lesser studio. I can't help but think that the news surrounding Widow's movie is a direct response to it. <laughs> yeah, I have seen that trailer, and it does look exactly like it a Black definitely Widow does. Movie. The director—I think we talked about that. The director came out and said it's not a Black Widow movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was funny. He's like having to defend his movie. You're like, stop it, nerds! It's <laughs> just a, here, you it's nerd. just an espionage movie. Stop comparing it to your comic She's book. She's just a spy. <laughs> Get out of here. Go read your fucking comic books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Fantastic Four fan cast. He continues, I thought your cast of Alice Eve as Sue Storm would be great, but I believe she's already been cast in Iron Fist Season 2. Maybe Hmm. it would be a small enough role for people not to notice, but it's heavily doubtful. She could possibly be the main antagonist of the season based on her character description. My fan cast would be Uh, Just say, we did have have Alfre Woodard play an interesting role in in, uh, Civil War. Or Age of, Age yeah. of Ultron? No, Civil War. 
Civil uh, War. And then she and then she also played a major role in in Luke Cage. So it's very possible they could use the same actress. But nonetheless, yeah. let's hear let's that hear would this. Be, that'd be really sad if they did that again. There's that. I mean, that's like outright blatant not caring about Netflix verse. Yeah, but I mean, they were so different. I wouldn't notice hardly that it's her. She's she's such a different character. Um, yeah, and she had such a, <laughs> like her her role in the plot, like as the 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 push for um, for Tony Stark was important, but she had such a small part. She was barely there. So like it really didn't matter that much, I guess, for uh, for her part in Civil War. Mm. Anyway, so RPRP's fan cast is as follows: Oscar Isaac as Reed Richards. Uh, Oscar Isaac as anything is probably good. So I don't know, man. He was Apocalypse. That's true, but that movie that's not his fault. <laughs> that's not his <laughs> fault. You can't even movie. tell it's him in that movie. He's so. Just so bad, and that movie's so bad. Yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. Mm. I like Emily Blunt. I don't know that she's young enough, though, for uh, for the part of Sue Storm as, as, as how, the way that we're talking about it. Depends on where they, you know, where they, how they cast her. But, yeah. But, but she, she, she would be awesome. She would be a I think, badass. We, I think Sue she Storm. was talked about a lot for uh, Captain Marvel, right? Yeah, I think she was on the short list. She would have been an amazing Captain Captain Marvel. I, I really like yeah. her in a that that Tom Cruise Die Over and Over movie, um, the, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Die Over and Over. Uh, it was she was amazing. Live Die, live, die Repeat. Mm, yeah, Die Over and Over. Yeah, that's totally the movie. God. <laughs> I like that. I like it. I like that name. Uh, the name for the movie. But yeah, she she totally it, just like to me encompasses. What would be cool in a Captain Marvel in that role? Um, yeah, but yeah. Especially the uh, the athleticism that she showed, like you know, doing the the handstands that she was doing, and then like the the oh yeah, oh no, she's the a training total badass, and yeah. she's got that like military, uh, like just thing about her. It's really cool. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, the pictures for um, like the the set pictures of uh? God, what is Brie Larson as Captain Marvel? Uh, no, I haven't yet. Uh, she's got a uh, a Cree military uniform on. It's like green and black, and uh, it's not you know it's got the the logo like that Captain Marvel has in the comics. Oh yeah, but the it. the color scheme is is Cree. Um, I like it. I think it looks pretty freaking cool. And if she can get the color scheme changed on it to the classic red, blue, and gold. I'd be all about it. Yeah, that's cool. That's a cool pick. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, let's see. He continues saying, Zach Efron as Johnny Storm. I think Jeff was right about this one. He brings with him everything the Human Torch needs to be the Human Torch, more than any other actor his age. I just don't like Zach Efron. <laughs> At least I haven't liked him since he's been an adult. Like, as a kid, he was charming. I think maybe, <laughs> this is bad, but I think, like, part of it is he's a little too jacked for his body type, and he always looks kind of weird. Um, but you know, that's, you know, eat a sandwich or something. Damn it. I just don't think, I don't think of, I definitely don't think of Johnny Storm as that jacked. But he is though. Is he? Yeah. He's the human torch. He doesn't have to be jacked. I think of him as like kind of, you know, whatever. Like kind of no, thin guy. He's, no, he's the, he's the sporty, 
like do everything sports related right. frat boy basically. Yeah. So he's got to look like that. I st- uh, yeah. Just don't. Just not a big Zac Efron fan right now. Haven't seen him in a good thing in a while. But, okay, well, but maybe, but, when know, they, this, this, maybe when they cast him as Johnny Storm, you'll you'll turn your is, mind around. Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> uh, let's see, he continues. Dwayne The Rock Johnson or Seth Rogen as Ben Grimm. Those are both good calls. <laughs> he said, I can't wait for The Rock to join the MCU, and I think he'd kill as the thing. But I have to admit, after you brought up Seth Rogen, he would be a great Ben Grimm. Or at least be an amazing director slash writer for the movie. Yeah, the thing about both of those choices is they're both so likable under the surface and, and as as like as actors. It's just really yeah. hard to dislike them in any, in any movie they're in. You yep. can kind of dislike yep. the movie. Like uh, some of Seth Rogen's movies are kind of childish, but like even still, like you watch his character and he's still just so charming. <laughs> he's he, you can tell that he's having fun with what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. More than anything. And that's that's infectious. Yeah. And uh, let's see. And of course, no Doctor Doom. He has such a great origin that could be explained in his own film that leads in or that leads him into being the antagonist in a later Fantastic Four movie. Let's build him up instead of rushing to include him just because he's their eventual arch nemesis. Other studios don't have patience and Disney should know better. It's true. They they have had patience in a lot of ways that other studios have not. Yeah, yeah. They're playing the the slow long long burn, or they're they're playing the long game. It's a slow burn. That's the words I'm going for. Long burn. It's, they're playing the long burn game with Thanos. <laughs> they're just holding the lighter to his skin and being like, "All right, how long can you take it?" And he's like, "Get out of my face." Burn, baby, Thanos, burn. <laughs> Baby Thanos. Baby Thanos. <laughs> it's like it's like Doomsday. Yeah. But just with a wrinkly chin. Yeah, like I like that you have a baby Thanos. <laughs> it's real cute. It's just oh, like man. and like he still has the power. Like he's still all powerful, but no one takes him seriously. Yeah. He's just little. <laughs> and he's like, I will bathe the starways in your blood. We really haven't seen him up close. <laughs> Like he's always in that chair far away, you know. Like maybe he is yeah. short. Maybe he is. Maybe he is a tiny figure. <laughs> no, he was holding Iron Man by the throat with one hand, like it was nothing. Oh yeah, in the trailer. But you're cheating. I'm talking about past MCU. Oh my bad. Yeah, no, he's little. He's little guy. <laughs> That's all just a projection. He's a little guy. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Little little, little baby Thanos. Yep. What if? <laughs> What if the other, the one that was speaking that, like, Ronan broke his neck, what if that was actually Thanos, and the other guy is just like a uh, like a Ben Kingsley stand-in? <laughs> and he's still just posturing the entire time. And he's like, shit, I don't have any power. Let me go get these Infinity Stones. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it's, man. Ah. Uh, let's see. Final thing that RPRP is saying is, I think that's everything in my brain for now. I don't blame you if you don't read this on the air. Can't wait for Black Panther, which is already being reviewed as one of the MCU's best films, to no one's surprise. See you guys later. Yeah. Bye, RPRP. Thanks for all the talk. It was fun. Yeah. I'm tired. It's late. For sure. Thank you for... Thank you for all that talking. Gave us lots of things. Um, to chat about... So, I guess that's all the feedback for today. 
And all the that's news. What it looks like. <clears throat> that's great. Well, uh, guys, at the end of this cast, we are going to play uh, the first single off my new album. It's called Heart on Fire. Uh, the album's called Left to Burn. And it is it is available everywhere as of right now. It dropped yesterday. So it is everywhere on the internet that you listen to music. You can find the album right now. It's called Left to Burn by Matthew Carroll. Uh, and the song is called Heart on Fire. Uh, so after these little credits here at the end, we'll do that. So I uh, hope you like the song. If you do, there's a music video for it online, too. You can search Matthew Carroll Heart on Fire, and you'll find the song, the uh, video. Trying to get it out there, trying to get other people hear it. Been working hard on it, so hope you like it. Um, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. You can find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or you can call us at 573-CAST-MCU to leave a voicemail. Thank you so much for all of your messages and all your love this week. Uh, we appreciate all you guys. Uh, so we're going to... Matt. Uh, what? Matt. Matt. What, 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 I, just what, got, what, I, have, I have this great idea. You know, uh, your songs would sound awesome on a pair of studio headphones. That's true. <laughs> Go to studiosweden.com slash MCUcast. Uh, no, d- no, no, don't do that. Don't stop. Stop, stop confusing everything, Jeff. We, we're the, sorry. Today, today the ad is for Matt's, Matt's album. <laughs> okay. My bad. My bad. Um, but no, for real. Uh, if you like this music that is going to play after the, uh, next time true believers line, uh, ch- check out Matthew Carroll left to burn wherever you get your music. It should be everywhere online today. Uh, yesterday, actually it's already oh. out there. It's in the world. So, here we go. Go get go get some studio headphones and use the code Marvel15. And when you save fifteen dollars on them, take that fifteen dollars and go get Matt's album. Or or just right? or just go get the album. Or or just if you have Spotify, go listen to the album a bunch of times. Save it to a playlist. You know, do all that kind of stuff. Like 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 the songs. Give it a thumbs, thumbs them up. up. Share them with your friends. Heart. Don't listen to Jeff talking about studio headphones right now. I'm sorry. I just I found mine. Just now, and was like, "Hey, I want to talk about these again." Anyway, until next time, or until next track, true believers. It's been a long, long time since it's been this way. Since I felt the flames, it seemed like I was all burned down. But that look you got is tempting me to kiss. Oh, it's tempting me. That's my sanity
Let's go.